This is The Exchange, humanizing commerce through post-purchase connection. Happy Earth Day, everyone. And to celebrate the occasion, we have an episode dedicated to sustainability and environmental consciousness. It's one of the most requested topics that we get from you, our listeners, and what better time to cover it than on Earth Day. Today, we have a guest who has built a business around helping e-com brands reduce their carbon footprint and operate more sustainably. It's my pleasure to welcome Dane Baker, CEO of EcoCart, to the show today. Welcome to the show, Dane. Alex, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. And before we go too deep on anything, um, obviously, I've gotten the background on EcoCart. I love what you guys are up to. But for our listeners, maybe a quick background on what you guys are up to. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, at EcoCart, our mission is pretty simple. It's to make the fight against climate change easy, affordable, and accessible so that everyone can do their part. And really what that what that means in practice is we've developed uh, an e-commerce app that plugs right into your e-commerce store, populates a checkbox at your customer's checkout flow for them to add a few extra cents um, and opt in to a carbon neutral order. And with that, we then fund certified carbon offset projects like planting trees, building wind farms, sustainable agriculture, et cetera, which ultimately nets out or balances out the carbon footprint that is created by your particular order. And so that's kind of what EcoCard is in, in, in short. Um, we have over 500 brands that are using EcoCard today and, and uh, really excited about what, uh, what we have in front of us. That's amazing. And building a tool like this, like I feel like this isn't something that you just kind of like build on a whim. There's got to be some sort of backstory here for like, why build, why build an app for e-commerce like this? So really it all kind of started um, with my my current co-founder and I, we had, we were building a prior business and, and we built the, the business. Um, it was an online peer-to-peer rental marketplace business. So kind of think like Airbnb, but for like surfboards, kayaks, snowboards, et cetera. We built the business really because we thought that renting in contrast to consumption was a greater net benefit for the environment, especially as it relates to these high plastic items, like I mentioned. Um, ultimately, as we scaled, it became incredibly complicated and expensive to maintain this sustainability rigor and ethos. Um, and, and so, you know, ultimately we, uh, and we tried everything, right? We, we tried to, you know, hire consultants to kind of audit our operations and our processes. We tried to buy offsets ourselves. Everything was very complicated, very expensive um, to navigate. And ultimately, um, you know, we all, we kind of lived the, the issue, we lived the problem. And we, you know, kind of had this idea always in the back of our mind from that point and, you know, spent a little bit of time, you know, uh, in venture afterwards, uh, after that experience, and then came back together with my co-founder, Peter, about, you know, a year and a half, two years ago now. And we, you know, kind of wanted to, to marry the two um, problems that we kind of what we ran into with with e-commerce and we thought that the perfect opportunity was to you know mitigate the unavoidable carbon footprint that exists today within e-commerce and the best way to do that is uh, translating that to a dollar amount by way of a carbon offset project and um, and that's kind of that's kind of the the inception story and realized that there was this you know this huge opportunity so we uh, basically what happened is I actually I flew to CES I went booth to booth just asking um, merchants and people who sold products if they were interested in a solution like this, kind of almost making it seem like we had already built the product and um, had it ready for sale. But uh, but really, we hadn't even started development yet. And then we kind of got so much demand. And um, that was kind of how we secured the first few dozen um, merchants on our platform. And it was a really interesting thing. So we had to kind of come back and scramble to build the the the, the plugin and um, push push everyone back a little bit who was who was uh, asking for this immediately. So it's kind of a an 
interesting little um, a- 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 anecdote to the, to the story. I love it. And it's something that, I mean, e-com gets such a bad rap for carbon emissions and just like bad for the environment with everything that's shipping coming back like logistically. And obviously when you were putting the product together, like it sounds like a lot of people were really interested in this. And from our listeners, brands I'm talking to, sustainability is becoming a bigger and bigger topic and things that it's something that people are focused more and more on. And I would say like in the last year, more so than ever, what do you think has been happening in the last year that has made this such a priority for so many e-com brands where maybe they weren't looking at it in the past? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a really great point. Really, you know, there's so much that's happening today just around consumer education and consumer understanding about and consciousness around, you know, the carbon footprint as it relates to their own consumer activity. Um, I think people are starting to really understand that their own individual actions have a carbon footprint and that carbon footprint has a multiplier effect on, on everything, on, on, on the planet as a whole. And really that I think is, is kind of, you know, having a lot of upward pressure on brands and businesses in general to be much more conscious of their own carbon footprint. Um, and I think that kind of grassroots consumer sentiment is really what's pushing a lot of both regulatory action as well as businesses. So it's kind of bit, almost like businesses and brands are kind of getting both direction um, pressure, both upward um, from their own customers, but then also downward from, from regulatory agencies and governments. And so I think that's a lot of what we're seeing. And, and you know, it's a, I think it's a really great thing that there's so much um, and kind of, you know, our part of our mission is to accentuate this consumer education piece. I mean, you know, half of half of what we're doing um, and really, quite honestly, one of the most important parts of it is is just educating the consumer about their carbon footprint at the point of purchase and having, you know, we, we try to layer in a few different elements of, of transparency into the experience to have consumers un- understand that, hey, your order, you know, does inevitably have a carbon footprint and there's you know you the brand can do everything um that they can possibly they possibly can to optimize from the from the get-go but at the end of the day there's still an unavoidable carbon footprint there and the best way to you know kind of uh mitigate that 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 impact is with carbon offsets yeah it's interesting i never thought about it from like the bi-directional pressure we have like regulatory pressures that are starting to be put in place that are putting pressure on those brands as well as the consumer focus on this. And you talked a bit about like the education piece of this. Is there anything that you're seeing kind of like on the consumer side, like a behavior change or like what's fueling, what's fueling the customer to ask more of the brands they shop from? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's a really good question. I think that, you know, just considering and, 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 you know, I, I I hate to bring it back to this, but, you know, in a world, in a world where e-commerce adoption has 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 accelerated five years in just a matter of a few months with 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 the pandemic. I think that people are I mean, people are really starting to understand that, you know, if I want to buy something, it's not as simple anymore as just going down to the mall and walking into a store and picking that up. It's actually much more uh, involved than that. And there's last mile logistics um, that come along with that come along with um, purchasing really anything nowadays. And so those types of, um, I think that that is a huge, 
you know, catalyst to to what we're seeing and, and why consumers are, are much, much more aware of this today now than ever. And I, 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 I see that only continuing to accelerate as as more e-commerce adoption happens, as people become more aware of the carbon footprint of their own carbon footprint, as as you know, we continue to see you know, unprecedented natural disasters throughout the world and in, in, in times that we've never seen. And it, it, I, I only see this continuing. Yeah, it's interesting. I think just like how connected we are to one another now, when someone notices a problem, it gets a lot more exposure. And when someone notices an opportunity, more people are rallying behind that to solve it. So like when you're talking about the logistics and, and shipping, like there's even, there's even more things. Like I was, I saw the other day, someone, it kind of blew up with, I think it was Sephora shipped someone a single lipstick with, in like this massive box with like all of this packaging in there to hold this like tiny lipstick in the box. And like, it just gets millions of views on it. And it just gets people more in tune with demanding more of the people they're shopping from. Absolutely. And one thing that you've hit on a couple times there is this idea of transparency. You've used that word a couple times. It's something that I'm actually hearing more brands talk about is they want to have something on their site where they can actually show what they're doing. Is that something that EcoCart can help them with, like being able to kind of show what they're offsetting and being able to communicate that to their customers? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what? So really, you know, the kind of the inherent challenge that we deal with as a, as a solution is the we're, you know, we're offering a, a solution that is very inherently intangible. And so it's something like, you know, you, you, you order something online and you get it, you feel it, you, you understand what you're purchasing with, with EcoCart, especially when, you know, the off the, the ability for the customer to opt in at checkout for a little bit of context, we have two options. We have the ability for the merchant to actually pay for all the offsets on, on behalf of their customers. And they also have the ability for the, the, the customer to opt in at checkout. Um, and so especially in that way, when the consumer is paying a bit extra, a few extra cents to make their order carbon neutral, it is inherently, it's a purchase right in their mind. Um, and they're buying something that's, that's intangible. And so making that tangible is a very, very important part of what we do and a, a lot of what we focus on. So we do a lot of things today around, around transparency, um, both, you know, kind of letting the consumer understand exact at the point of purchase, exactly what their, uh, the impact of their dollar would be, um, by way of showing them every element about the project itself. So, uh, pictures, story, the, the story behind the project, the benefits, the certifications, the UN sustainability goals it hits, um, everything about the project, we, we, we communicate to the consumer at the point of purchase to give them that full donation transparency. Um, and then we, we even take it a step further beyond that, actually, and we provide a lot of collateral um, and assets that the brand uses throughout their entire customer journey uh, and shopper journey that really makes this be much, much more than a checkbox, a checkout. It really is a holistic sustainability experience and communicating this to the consumer throughout the entire journey, whether it's with a, a lifetime widget impact counter on their homepage or like a separate impact or sustainability page. There's so much that we do and we help with um, in communicating this to the consumer throughout the entire shopper experience that really makes this tangible and, and transparent as an initiative. I love that. And like they're buying into it. And even if, even if the brand's covering all of it, like they're still not necessarily giving their do dollars, but they're buying into this idea that this is going further and it's, it's providing help and being able to give those assets to the brands and tell that story all the way through. Like that's what the, that's what the consumer is going to be looking for when they opt into something like this. So I think that's super important. And that idea of transparency, like I was checking out the EcoCart website and you guys are extremely transparent yourself and 
showing all of the projects that you're backing. And I love what you're talking about there with like, here's the UN goals. We actually had, um, we had Cotton on the uh, podcast a few weeks ago and they were talking about when someone's trying to get into um, this idea of social responsibility, checking those UN goals to see like where they can start. Now, you have a bunch of projects on your site that you are using to offset the carbon emissions. How do you choose which projects you guys are going to back? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it is really the bread and butter of what we do and a huge focus for us. Um, in short, you know, all of the projects that we support are all certified by one of the major carbon standards, whether that's American Carbon Registry, Gold Standard, uh, American Carbon Standard, et cetera. All of the projects are supported or are certified by one of these bodies uh, and these organizations. And so with that comes a huge amount of, of um, vetting. Uh, and kind of coming in the form of sort of a verification report. That's some some cases, hundreds of pages. Um, and so basically what, what we do is we first look at this universe of certified carbon offset projects, right? And then we work with both, both our broker partners as well as our climate advisory board um, to help like hand select and cherry pick these projects that are the most impactful projects we can find. And we do this today um, really with this kind of with this, with this criteria in mind and this kind of these 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 policies that guide our project selection. And so this is kind of what we focus on and and this criteria with which we look at every project objectively against this this set of 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 criteria to ultimately pick and choose the most impactful projects we possibly can. And we don't just do this ourselves. Um, we are in, in no means, um, you know, climatology experts. We have learned a lot uh, over the last, you know, few years since we started this. Um, but, you know, ultimately there are folks that we rely on very, he very heavily that are much, much more um, credentialed and experienced in this world than we are. And that is our climate advisory board, which we lean really heavily on. So we do this in conjunction with them. We ensure that all of our projects are, you know, absolutely, you know, ha also have an, an additional benefit, which is kind of called a co-benefit, um, including things like protecting an endangered species of animal, for example, or, or creating local jobs in developing nations. So there's a, a really strong marketing angle to it as well, uh, all while ensuring that the project itself is, you know, additional, it's impactful, it's, it's, it is truly saying what it's doing, what it's saying it's doing. Um, all while having these additional benefits, which everyone seems to really, really enjoy. Those additional benefits, I love that. So like if you go to EcoCart's site and you take a look at their projects, you can look at every single project and it's broken down by like basically like what has already happened with this project, what they're aiming to help with. And those UN goals again, like I keep coming back, they're so good. It just lists like everything that this project is going to help with. And when a brand uses EcoCart, can they choose which project they want to be they want to be backing or when they use EcoCart, are they backing all of the projects? Yeah. So it's a few options. It's it's quite flexible actually. So there's the ability to choose from you know any of our 20-ish, 25-ish um project portfolio, which we've again really highly curated. Um, so there's that option. You could choose one, you could choose a small basket of projects, or you can just generally uh, support all of our projects um, in a few different ways. Um, one is uh, kind of a, a pretty cool feature that um, essentially is a kind of a geolocation feature that allows a, a project uh, or kind of dynamically selects a project for a consumer based on where they're located. So if I'm, if I'm located here in San Francisco, the, the closest project to me that would be automatically selected for me at checkout would be one that's based here in Northern California. And so having that like 
personalization element, that hyper localized element is 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 important and and what some of our brands opt to do and and what we're what we're excited about as well. So there's a few different options. I I love that. The geolocation, like if I'm going to back something, I want it to be something that that speaks to me and if it's local to me or around me, I'm going to care about it a lot more. And I love the idea of selecting the projects as well cuz if you're a brand, I don't know, selling chicken nuggets as an example, like probably backing projects that are all about like endangered species and like animals, not, not a great look. So being able to pick and choose and pick and pick projects that relate to what your core ethos is as a brand as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's kind of, that's one of the, really the, why we focus so heavily on having, having the experience be customized and, and bespoke and tailor made to the brand is, is a really important part. Cause at the end, as the, at the end of the day, this is meant to speak to the brand. It's meant to be something that is, you know, incredibly, um, you know, close to close to home for the brand and everything about its its ethos. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 a huge focus for us. Now, for people who are listening and they're going, okay, sustainability is coming. I'm getting that upward pressure. I'm getting that downward pressure. I need to be investing more in this. I feel like it's it's such a big thing to just say, like, all right, my brand, I'm going to be more sustainable. I'm going to be more environmentally conscious. That can feel a bit overwhelming. If you are a brand that really wants to start making an impact, where would you start? Is there is there any place that's hey, this is the easiest place to get the ball rolling? Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really good question. Um there's, you know, there's a few things to do, you know, holistically looking at sustainability. Um and there's a few guides that that I think will will um will have been out by the time this episode airs um, and that that are interesting to look at. And so there's a few different items to to, to consider. So the first is um, something around, um, you know, just limiting packaging as a whole, like from the, from the very beginning, it's really important to, to look at your packaging, understand exactly what's needed, understand where you can cut materials, um, where you can, can, can lessen the, um, the, the sort of, um, uh, the, the overall dimension, the, the dimensional, uh, volume of the, of the package itself. So more can fit in the carrier and in whatever way that is, whether that's ship or, or air or, or truck, et cetera. So h- focusing really heavily on that, on that, on that packaging piece is, is incredibly important. Um, there's also some amazing folks out there that are doing some great work in the, in the sustainable, like inherently sustainable packaging space. Um, Eco enclosed is a perfect example. There, there are some amazing people there that are, that are doing some amazing work on, um, just, you know, having just, you know, inherently sustainable packaging. So, uh, that, that's kind of what I would look to, um, to, to consider. And then, you know, there's, there's also just kind of the ability to, to, you know, um, to, to pool multiple items together in a, in a, in a customer's order and, and even offering things like small discounts for, you know, if, 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 if different items were purchased in a, in a short time span, uh, offering a short discount for a little bit longer of a, of a, of a shipping, um, uh, of a shipping timeline, but having, you know, the ability for, for, for it to be inherently more eco-friendly, whether you're pa- um, pulling multiple items together in one package, or it's, you're just not rushing the package itself. There's a lot of different things you can do there and bringing the consumer into that. Um, and then lastly, you know, of course, there's just the ability to, um, what I would say is just kind of have a, a customer facing sustainability, um, 
initiative. And so the, the best way to do this is, is offering your customer the ability to play a role in their sustainability journey uh, at the point of checkout. And so using, you know, using EcoCard is a perfect example and not to, you know, kind of like sell it too much, but really is a great first step, right? Like is not only are you able to um, offer your customer this opportunity to, to play a role in their sustainability journey from at the point of checkout, um, but you're also you're showing them you care about the environment as much as they do. Um, and, and, and at the same time, you're, you're you're able to programmatically calculate your carbon footprint of your of your operations and your um, uh, and your and your shipments and just being and running a business. And so all of this, you can easily, you know, track right through your EcoCart dashboard. And it's a great place to just kind of get a, 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 an understanding of what your carbon emissions are as, as a brand. You can benchmark against those emissions. You can communicate this impact to your to your customers. And it's a great, it, honestly, it is, it, is, it is a great place to start and, and a great place to, to, to kind of expand out into other initiatives. Like then you can start paying for the offsets on behalf of your customers once you get an understanding of what that percentage of your customers deeply care about this, uh, about this initiative. Things like that. And it truly is, it is a great place to start. Yeah, not salesy at all. I, I think it's a great place to start as well. And like you were saying, with allowing the customer to opt into it to get an idea of like what percentage of your customer base is going to look at something like this before you kind of take it on all yourself. Like there, there's ways to get into this where you can take a small step towards a bigger goal. And I think like that's the biggest thing that we're talking about right there is like find that place where you can take one small step to where you want to go. Because if you think about like too far down the road of where you ultimately want to be, you can get a little too lost in how are we going to make that happen rather than how do we get started? And the packaging, I think that's a great example. We'll put some links to some of the the packaging companies that Dane uh, mentioned there. And if those guides are ready in time, we'll get those into the, into the show notes as well so people can check them out. There's something you said in there that was really interesting to me. So when we're talking about, hey, it might take a little bit longer or like just this idea that when we focus on sustainability, sometimes it can come at the expense of convenience for the customer. Do you have any recommendations for brands listening on like how to how to be communicating on that side of things so that as we're being more sustainable that we are making sure that our customers understand what's going on. There are, you know, there are some interesting, you know, things to do if the brand is willing like, you know, again, you know, having just some pretty straightforward logic in how they do their 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 shipping um, options and and offering them to the, to the customer at checkout, where you just you know offer a less expedited ship shipping package or one that is maybe, um you know again like pulled into different into different orders into the same package even if it's over a two week time frame or one week time frame if you don't need the the item and you know you don't need it tomorrow like then it's something that you know is definitely worth it especially when it, when you kind of loop that into like loyalty rewards and programs and so like that's when it starts to get really interesting because you can actually you know have once you once you once you have the consumer uh, or the shopper you know you have their you have you know them create an account you have their identity then you can actually start to understand okay well they purchased this here they purchased this a week later um and and maybe you know if we haven't shipped it out yet if the first item was hey well we can wait and then and the, the next until we ship the next item um and then the next item comes and then yeah we could ship it in the same package things like that that might take a little bit of of thinking through um and logistics um uh, in terms of like internal processes, definitely are worth it, especially as consumers start to become much more aware of this as as they're going in and, and checking out it. There's a lot of work that's be, that's being done here. And even just showing um, 
that's kind of, you know, it's kind of also part of our ethos is showing the consumer that, that there is a carbon footprint associated and what the difference is between two different options. And so that's something that's really interesting as well. Just even showing the consumer, hey, this is, you know, here's here's the carbon footprint from this option of shipping or this option of packaging or this option of even a product itself. And so that's, you know, something to definitely consider as well. I like that. When you, when you know, like the loyalty example, or just like when we know more about this customer, when we know this is important to them, like being able to offer that as well. So that, and, and just over communicating, I think is what that's going to come down to is if this is going to take a little bit longer because like we're doing it the sustainable way is like, make sure that's part of the marketing message that you're putting out there. And you said like that pressure that's coming from the consumers, they're voting with their dollars. And if this is important to them, they're going to be okay with the slight delay. Like, they're putting the emphasis on sustainability, not on convenience. I feel like we in e-commerce, we get this like pressure from Amazon on like how we should operate. And I like not everyone can be Amazon. So like we don't all need to operate like that. Do you have any examples? So brands are super excited about this. Like who out there in the market should they be looking to for inspiration? Like are there a couple brands out there that you think are just doing sustainability, the like the environmental side of things just incredibly well? Yeah, there's a there's a lot out there, and it's and and a lot more that are popping up every day. That it's just very uh, makes me very optimistic um, for for the future of of of, of direct to consumer brands because there's there's brands that are out there just absolutely crushing it that are that their entire um, model is kind of centered around sustainability. I think you know one perfect example of this is Clean Colt. Uh, I think you know they're they're doing some really interesting work, and um, and it is kind of all around just being you know uh, an inherently sustainable brand and offering this sustainable experience to to, to customers. So I, I look you know at, at companies like that. Obviously, you know Patagonia, which is you know the kind of behemoth in the space, but definitely it's something to to look to as a model and as a poster child for for how to operate. Just considering you know just I mean even even as something as as kind of simple as having products last a lifetime, right? And not, you know, just not having that extra waste of fast fashion where it's just, you know, churning and burning through clothes and then having that just continual waste um, cycle. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting companies out there that are, that are doing this work. And uh, we work with, we work with a good amount of those today. And Again, just a lot more out there that are that are really exciting to, to to kind of to look to as as you know models in this in this space. Yeah, the fast fashion side of things, apparel definitely is uh, the industry in e-commerce that probably gets put under the microscope the most. And Patagonia is a fantastic example for everyone listening. Go check out warnware.com, which is Patagonia's kind of like upcycling program where when you send when you send something back, they're reselling it. They're turning old clothes into new items, like. Yeah, I, I love that example. I, I honestly think they're one of like the gold standards in apparel in terms of sustainability and a fantastic brand to be modeling off of. I'm gonna do my best to try to summarize everything that we talked about here today. And you tell me if I you tell me if I left anything out. So sustainability is something that the consumer is looking for more so than ever. Brands are getting pressure from the consumer. We're also starting to see more regulatory things come into place where it's putting a, additional pressure on brands to change. And Consumers are voting with their dollars. They're going to be picking brands that put an emphasis on this. And there's easy ways to actually do this, whether it's packaging, using something like EcoCart to actually make that first step towards this. And in terms of what you actually choose, be very transparent with what you're doing. Transparency is key here in terms of what you're doing and the projects you're backing. 
I think one of the biggest up things that upsets me is like, hey, 10% of this is going to charity. 10% of this is going to like some unnamed thing. Make sure that you are showing the projects that you back. And Dane and the EcoCar team have some fantastic ones on their site to take a look at in terms of like what you should be choosing here. Anything that I missed there? I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Before we let you go, is there anywhere where people can keep tabs on you and EcoCart, like a, a Twitter, LinkedIn, a blog, anywhere where people can keep up to date? Yeah, absolutely. We have a, a blog where we put out sustainability tips all the time, uh, probably multiple posts a week. Um, and so there is, is a fantastic place to, to even just start and kind of comb through some of our resources that we have on our, on our blog and our, on our website there. Um, we, you know, we are uh, always available on social as well. We have, we post a lot on 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 Twitter and Instagram, et cetera. So that's a, another fantastic place. We do um, Eco Tip Tuesdays there on our on our on our Instagram. Um, and so that's you know that's a, a great place to start. Additionally, you know, if you like to get in touch with us, um, interested in working together, we'd love to to chat. And even if it's you know not necessarily about directly working together, but even just in around like tips and tricks on sustainability, happy to happy to chat. So Dane at ecocart.io is my email. Um, always available to to chat and, and and look look forward to to hearing from some of you. Awesome, and we'll make sure that we get all those links into the show notes as well, so that you can check them out. Eco Tip Tuesday. I'm definitely I'm definitely checking that out. Dane, this has been amazing. Thank you for sharing all of this amazing insight on sustainability with our listeners. Thank you for having me, Alex. Very, very excited. Happy Earth Day to everyone listening. That's been The Exchange, presented by Loop, the returns platform for Shopify. Thanks for listening.